0: On this episode of AV Week, we look back at 2015, who the big winners and losers were, What was the biggest shift in 2015. Also, we'll look ahead at 2016 and what some of the technologies and trends may be. All that and more, next on AV Week. The
1: network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This This is 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 AV AV Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Crestron. This is AV Week, episode 227, recorded Tuesday, December 22nd, 2015. 2015, meh. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AB Week, your weekly wrap up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. This is our year end show. Yes, we're recording a little bit before the year end, mainly because none of us want to be here on New Year's eve or new year's day or whenever that would be um so with us uh with me uh is is the the brain child the brain trust that helps run that does run Aviation. first and foremost uh the the prettiest of the group at least uh avi Don, miss dawn mead how are you ma'am
1: very good thanks i've got a little bit of a cold so you'll have to bear with me but uh happy holidays
0: happy holidays uh, and the and the other half of the prettiest half would be uh, Av Grump, Mister <laughs> Mister Don Mead. How are you, sir?
2: I'm not Mister Don Mead. <laughs>
0: I know you, you're, your handle used to be Av Dawn, Mr. Av Dawn.
2: I changed my stuff. I know just you did. So that I would not be Mr. Av Don. And it's anymore. been
0: a long day, and my brain has been short short fusing all day, so I apologize. Yes, Harry Mead. His handle used to be Mr. AB Don, just for the record. Um, how are you, brother?
2: Oh, not bad. How are you? Good. Good night.
0: Also, Mr. Chris Neto. I didn't get that wrong, did I? No. That's okay, good. Fun. All right, good deal. I'm no oh, good. And last but not least, my favorite consultant in the whole world, Josh Schrago.
3: Woohoo! What's going on?
0: Not a whole lot, buddy. Uh, all right, so here's here's the deal. Here in in AB Week, if you're not familiar, we we take a look at the news of the week on a weekly basis on a Fridays typically, and well, end of the year we kind of look back and and kind of see what was and and look ahead a little bit as as to what we think we, at least you know, sitting right here right now at the end of December 2015, what 2016 is going to look like, right? Um, so the first question to you, you, uh, you very very smart uh, panelist. Uh, Don first thing for you um, what was the biggest shift in an AV for 2015 for you
1: I think one of the biggest shifts and by far this is not the only one but one of the biggest shifts is that we are finally finally how long after and we say this almost every year it seems but we're finally getting to the point where the traditional AV manufacturers are going oh yeah convergence did happen and it, it it's more important than just flapping a, a 32 port, or I mean, um, yeah, and pardon me, old medicine. It's It's, it's more important than just slapping a a network port on a piece of traditional gear that you really have to look at the integrated infrastructure of a network when designing and building products and rethink how you've traditionally done your AV switching, AV display, uh, audio, whatever it is. And, and I think more and more of the traditional or big-name old-school manufacturers are going further down that road than they ever have before because they've seen all these little 5 by 5 10x10, 20x20 upstarts at Infocom, CES, um, ISE come in and nibble away at their market share. And so you have things like what I thought was one of the bigger stories of the year, companies like Harmon AMX buying SVSI. You know, SVSI was just a little guy a year or two ago that came in with this network-based way of transmitting video, and suddenly the big guys not only have their attention, they're buying them, they're making them part of their family. So I think we're finally, 15 years after we first started talking about convergence at Infocom, seeing it really in our industry more than ever before.
0: Yeah, we have been, uh, that uh, that little sign above uh, Infocom, early 2000s our, our, our good friend Kevin Ielli has a picture of it because he took it when he was a, back when he was a consultant um, and he's had it you know away somewhere. Um, but yeah we've been talking about it for a long time. Uh, Mr. Strago from from where you sit uh, in, in beautiful Cal- uh, California where was the the biggest story of, of this past year this is just how this day has gone. I have no audio from you whatsoever.
3: I'm not so sure you could call ever, uh, the Bay Area beautiful right now. I think we might have the coldest weather out of the entire group, and it is raining, finally.
0: Ah, I was there two weeks ago. It was beautiful.
3: Well, it's just you being here, Tim. Well, that's what it was. He's got As for, Oh, ah, good night. 2015 and biggest shift. Um, one of the things that I noticed a lot more this year – and it's it's both been a very positive thing and a very and it's also been a negative thing. Like it's it and I guess that goes across the board for it as a whole is is the way that the av industry has started to embrace um, an online community in a new way. Um, social media has really really blown up this year by expansion from manufacturers. It has blown up from individual usage, and it's done two things. Number one, it's allowed people to express and share their ideas a lot more. Um, it's allowed uh, the uh, I hate to say the outrage, but you know some of the frustrations with the industry and some of the frustrations with manufacturers to collectively gather and um, give people a, 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 that thought they were an isolated voice a group to work with. However, it's also meant that the industry becomes factioned in certain ways. And so it's been kind of a, an interesting thing to watch uh, the way that it evolved from 2014 where it was there, you know, just tracking the way that it worked. It was very, very communal. In 2015, it just felt a lot more factioned, and it felt like people were, you know, diving into camps a little bit more as to, you know, these people have this thing and these people have this thing. And it, it, it seemed to almost break apart a little of the community and the interaction. It just didn't quite seem to be there. Um... But it was great to see the embracement overall because it means that there's a global conversation that we're able to have. Uh, And that communication is is kind of the key as to the smaller brands and the smaller conversations and the smaller things that come up. I mean, we all standardize uh, our designs on certain things that we know are reliable, we know work, we know the manufacturers have supports, uh, systems in, in place for us. But we don't always find out about the smaller things or, you know, how somebody's doing something slightly differently. And uh, sharing that news and getting that news on a farther expansion has, has really grown this year, I thought. And that's been a really big thing, which also means that it's given the industry at large a large, uh, a bigger voice. Um, I know that Infocom announced earlier this year that they're going to be doing away with the roundtables Uh, which a lot of people have been saying they needed to do for years, and they're going to start bringing back the councils next year. And that's a big, big deal because the councils were supposed to be the voice of the members. Well, for the last couple of years without those councils, the voice maybe some people have felt hadn't been heard as well. And with that being the case, social media started to become a place where people that were frustrated could express that or wanted to see something could express that i mean they may have been happy with circumstances but the involvement and the engagement from that standpoint from the industry has expanded so much um that it's really expanded not only the people uh that were doing it previously but just the community as a whole is allowing us greater outreach which means we can start identifying that youth uh, that want to come into this because we're, we're talking on their levels. We're talking on their channels and that's a big deal. Um, as we continue to grow, as we continue to develop as an industry that we, you know, have people to follow up. It's been a heartbreaking year in a lot of ways for this industry. I know Tim, you and I talked about this uh, not too long ago. It, it started to feel like we were losing a senior member of the industry every other week. Yeah. Um, so many people were passing away this year and, I mean, it's been a long-standing conversation of what's going to happen as these uh, members start to retire or begin to die off, and it's really become an emphatic point, especially in the last couple of months, that we're starting to see that movement there, and that the next generation of leaders is going to have to step up. Well, as the next generation steps up, who's coming up behind them? And it's like, we got to keep this continual flow of people through the industry. So that's all kind of been an interesting shift in the way that it's gone. So I'd say that's that's the biggest thing I've seen is the shift in the industry this year is that emphasis on progression and community outreach and, and trying to find ways to expand the community as a whole.
0: Yeah, yeah and I agree. One of the things is we, we had a uh, hosted a, a survey here a few weeks ago uh, for people who read the newsletter and, and, and are connected to us. And one of the biggest um, requests was for more international stuff for, from us, uh, and I think that is a, a direct correlation to the outreach of social media and the fact that that our world is getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. All right, Mr. Neto, from where you are, um, what was some of the biggest uh, shifts in in 2015?
4: Um, all right, I'm going to put this out there because it's sort of been talked about in the background for the last I don't know 12 months. Ever since uh, Infocom announced this, and uh, you know, I gave it 12 months so. I'm done with this drones does not pull anything to do with AV you put that out there if the shift was to find the next big thing to show at Infocom um, that's great we had a little RC Pro-Am little setup uh, but I've tried all year to possibly find connections in the world of install AV it does not exist we want to get live production more than welcome. You want to attach a GoPro to it and take some nice pictures? Absolutely. I don't see it pulling cable. I don't see it doing, uh, you know, sight line diagrams. I don't. I. I. am sorry. We tried. I gave it. I gave it 12 months before opening up my mouth. That's it. So I, that's one shift that I would. That I. That I saw being forced on me like a foot on my neck, and you're gonna. You're gonna like this, and you're gonna want it, and it's gonna be part of us. And it didn't happen. I'm sorry. Have another pavilion. That's awesome. Bring hoverboards. You know what is? You know, drones are becoming the freaking Segway of AV. Can we use? Wow. Of AV? Seriously. All right. Hey, hey, now that I got that
1: off To be fair, if they had a Segway or hoverboard booth at Infocom, they could make some money renting those suckers out. Oh my out
0: gosh! Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. Now attach that to one of those beam robots and do. I'm going to give you, you know, jump on the piggyback and go for video conferencing tours. Hell yeah. I'm down with that. But I'm not flying with drones. You know, I can't I can't do nothing with the drones. I tried. Um, the other big thing that I think was, you know, <laughs> on, and that would be on a product thing where people were constantly trying to shift us towards that. Uh, for those selling drones, good luck. Have fun. Have at it. Um, so... The other big thing that I saw is that um, conversations in AV have now started talking finally after years about how things are all interconnected in the world of IoT. I, I think that this year, things came out of people's mouths for the first time in sort of like a resounding, okay, we acknowledge that it's there. I don't think that AV integrators get it yet. I think that they're still going to be figuring out ways to bring interconnected devices into the AV world. Uh, The residential guys have done it, but they're working on a different scale. But, um, you know, when you start talking about IoT, you cannot talk about IoT without big data, and that's something that has started to now interest AV integrators. I think that maybe moving forward in 2016, that will be part
0: of their vernacular. All right, big data and uh, IOT as well as no more drones from Mr. Neto. Uh, Harry, you'll have the last word on this one. What's, uh, what's the big shift?
2: Um, I think the drones thing is actually a symptom of what I think the big, the big shift is. And what what I've seen is a lack of big picture of mm. where are we actually going I see a lot of getting lost in the weeds of, well, i got to put a network porn on it, and i got to make this thing talk to this thing, and if this thing talks to this thing, then I can make this other thing work, and, and all that stuff. But it's like, what is the end goal? I've seen a couple of things that are like, well, let's do some collaboration, let's do it. But there's not a lot of big picture going on, not a lot of direction. I just see a lot of... Whiz bang, I mean, we were making fun of it at Infocom, the whiz-bang marketing words. Everything is game-changing or earth-shattering. or Groundbreaking. That's very
3: disruptive of you, Harry.
2: Exactly. <laughs> make fun of marketing.
1: Make fun of marketing.
2: I will make fun of marketing all day long.
0: He says safely from his office while she's at home.
3: You're damn right. <laughs> How's that couch in your office, Harry? <laughs> you plan to sleep there through the holidays?
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, let's move on to the biggest story. And if the biggest story for you is your shift, you can say that and we can move on. Uh, but Mr. Strago, for you, what's the biggest, uh, the biggest, the big story for 2015?
3: For me personally, it's been net neutrality. I mean, let's, let's not lie. That's, that's where I've spent so much of my time is, is talking about net neutrality and following up on net neutrality. And, but it it's also been an expansion on that for me and, and government policy and getting, getting involved in copyright exemptions, getting involved with patents and getting involved with the wireless spectrum auction. And, um, it's been a government policy thing, but it's, I can't say it's not net neutrality because in the, in, in my relentless efforts to try and get people to pay attention to this subject, I, Mm I managed to get all the way to the point in July where an FCC attorney actually was forced to take my phone call so that's kind of a big deal for me um so in in terms of that that was my biggest story of the year um but in terms of the industry as a whole and and being less personal about it um obviously it's it's the expansion with it and it's the expansion of how all of this is evolving because it's not just slapping a network port on the devices it's um, it's all of the things, and it sort of touches on you know the shift that that Chris was talking about with IoT and with big data and with automation, and and the way that all of those three things tie together with AV equipment to provide an exceptional experience um, in terms of user interface. Now. Granted, exceptional experience is very, very subjective and undefined in any possible conceivable way. But that is the ultimate goal that we have for our clients is to create this experience that gives them that wow factor when, you know, they're willing to pay for it effectively.
0: Yeah. They will give them all nice warm and fuzzies when they write the check. So, mm-hmm. all right, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mead, Harry, what is your your big story for for this year?
2: A, uh, a couple of different things. I mean, it kind I was of. To say, if you don't have one,
0: then, then we don't.
2: Piggybacking have one. off of my uh, my what I was talking about before, um, it's what I have found, and I mean, I talked about this in, in a couple of blog posts, of which I had a record number this year. Yes, you did. Um, that uh, we that customers. It, the, the middle ground customers, there's not a lot of, at least I'm not finding them here in the D.C. area. I'm not finding a lot of middle ground customers where it just had nice systems that you would put in. It's either, well, we have to do something, so give me a click share and a, and a monitor, um, or it's... I want the video walls and the whiz and the bang and the everything else and I'm willing to actually pay for it. People in the middle want the whiz and the bang, but they don't actually want to pay for it. So when, they, when the money actually comes up, oh, we'll just get a monitor and a click share. So that, to me, that it, it's the, 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 widening, the widening of the divide that I've, that I've been witnessing, at least, like I said, in, uh, in the D.C. area.
0: And that's interesting you said hey, that. Eric, Go ahead. No, no. Do
4: you, do you think that that has something to do with, say, like the UC space where it's either you got a webcam on a camera, uh, a webcam on a monitor, or you're paying a ton of money for a telepresence system? Because that divide is there as well.
2: I, I think that definitely plays into it where you've got your cheap. It things where you're doing google hangouts which we love google hangouts since this is what we do our show on (laughs) um but i mean as a prime example one of the customers that i've been dealing with they are a federal not necessarily an agency but they are a department ish um and their standard right now is google hangouts for all of their communications
0: that's interesting
2: so I take it learn they, all, don't,
0: they don't have you, secure communication
2: you learn all kinds of things when you live near DC <laughs> Um, so what we've been trying to do is to introduce them to a more, secla- more secure cloud environment and we've actually managed to do this on more of an entry level basis using a couple of the different cloud uh, cloud suppliers that are out there but it Basically, it, the gap has been created because they they do they sort of do this stuff on their own. Well, I, I do Google Hangouts at home. Why shouldn't I just do it here? It's like, I'm but sure I go from an agency. And uh, so there's some of that going on. Um, and definitely the divide between put a webcam on it versus a polycom or cisco box that costs five figures there there's not a lot of people that are willing if they're if they're making do with webcams there's not a lot of people that want to spend the five figures to to jump up to a box yeah
0: it's, it's interesting you said that because we we've talked for the last two months on on our control show State control about the 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 losing of that middle ground, the losing of, of the, those middle projects, where you have you do have the higher end projects, right? And whether it's controller integration, where everybody everybody wants everything, they want every bell and whistle, and then you have the other end where the people who used to live in the middle, their budgets are getting cut, their their revenues are, are shrinking, and so they still need a lot of the functionality, but they just can't afford obviously the the, the middle ground anymore. So they're going down to these lower UC uh, rooms. so
2: Well, and, and a lot of it, um, not to get on a non-AV sidetrack, yeah. but um, a lot of it is the hollowing out of the economy. Yeah. There, there's a lot of the middle that's being just eaten away in the economy right now. I mean, they just revised uh, Q3, Q3 growth down to 2% again. So there's just not a lot there.
1: Yeah. Don't get them on a soapbox. Don't, don't let him get I like box.
0: his soapbox, so that's why I like following Harry on Facebook. It's just it's entertaining and refreshing. Uh, Mr. Neto, from from where you sit, where's uh what's the what's the biggest story
4: of 2015? Uh, the big story was, in my opinion, Microsoft came in and bought it again. Uh, two years we've been waiting for the surface up every couple months, we get an update from a particular magazine, and who goes out and interviews the Microsoft selected partners, they tell you that it's all grand and great, and we're waiting, uh, first time we heard about this, or actually, was last year, uh, we were waiting to see it, and we saw it at ISC and it's now December, and we're still one minute, the couple 12 months between the drones and the Surface Hub, I'm just sitting waiting for things growing old. Um, so, yeah, I think Microsoft again, the FUD was a, was a big story. Um, people were kind of quiet about it because it happened early on in the year, and then people by, say, Infocom just sort of gave up hope that the product was going to be coming out anytime soon. A um, couple more things. Uh, obviously, the year of the purchase, you know, obviously SBSI and Akano uh, was two big purchases this year. But in my opinion, I think that the Akano purchase. Uh, is also showing us the relevancy of the videos, the Blue Jeans Networks, uh, these companies that are the little guys in some people's minds that are putting video anywhere, any place, anywhere, anytime. Um, I think that the, the spotlight shines onto them and takes a little bit of that gloss off the bigger players in the market who are still trying to sell boxes. So uh, kudos to the smaller, you know, cloud-based companies that are out there putting out uh, a, a good product that the big guys in the industry uh, are taking note of, as we saw with the Econo uh, purchase.
0: Well, not just the Econo, but the 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 Blue Jeans one. And, and I don't remember why we didn't do this story, but uh, I don't know if you guys caught this. David Ortiz from from the uh, Red Sox announced his retirement. He did it over. It was a live um, stream. It was the backbone of it was blue jeans, right? So you had several thousand uh, sports reporters tuned into this thing. Um, Dave, Derek Jeter's um, media company um, is is trying to do some some new stuff and, and partner with a lot of these players. Uh, yeah. But the, it was a live stream. They had um, fan interaction and it was the entire thing was was all blue jeans network and it was great it was a great story because you had this this smaller than cisco right let's let's be honest it's smaller than cisco but it's a company that has been growing and growing and growing i remember the first time i heard of blue jeans was i want to say infocom 08 um and they've been slowly growing you know little by little and now they've got you know probably a, a pretty significant partnership with with derek jeter's uh players network so uh, Ms. Dawn Mead, what is your, your big story for this year?
1: Well, the big story for this year, again, it's it's a continuation of something I'm pretty sure I talked about on last year's show. I'd have to go back and watch it again to see, but I'm pretty sure, if not last year's year-end show, then one of our, at least one of our podcasts. And it ties into what Harry said, and it's, we, we've gotten to a point in 2015 especially where there's a whole lot of the tail wagging the dog. And what I mean by that is, it used to be, we would come out as the AV industry with these cool, amazing, fantastic, incredible technologies and all these CEOs and workers would see this stuff at their office, freak out and then go home and say, well, I've just got this TV. I want something cool I want something better. Now it's flipped completely. The tail is wagging the dog. The The consumer and personal electronics use is really driving what we do here. And like Harry said, we see it in the video conferencing. It used to be a video conference, you needed a codec, you needed to spend a whole lot of money and you needed dedicated lines and yada yada. Now it's like, I can pick up my phone here and I can just pull someone up and we can chat away FaceTime. We can, you know, text each other like instantaneous. And they want those things in the office and they're using those things in the office, be it Hangout, FaceTime, Skype. Now there's Skype for Business, which is more dedicated. But that started out as, like, let's just call my buddy and chat with him on webcam. You know, two years ago, three years ago, Harry, you were in Kuwait for a week for work when we worked for different companies. And at the time, we talked every night for, like, an hour a night on an app, on our phones, via Wi-Fi, and it didn't cost us a cent. Wow. In Kuwait. Yeah. You know what I mean? so something like that would have been impossible
4: for Harry since that week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but you see what I'm saying, it, it, it used to be, you know, we came up with the innovative crap and then it filtered down to the homes. Now we've got people at home with their nest and they're controlling their lights via an app and they want that in their boardroom yeah. and we have to figure that out. And so it, uh, it's this complete inversion of the development and market share battle of how to get products and technologies in front of users that is just completely contrary to even what when we, when the group of us were first in the industry, you know, uh, kids that are new to the industry, you know, 20 something that are new to the industry now, that's, that's just how it works. You know, it comes from the home or the consumer world and we develop it for the pro world and the guys that are retiring and stuff, that's like completely foreign to them. So I think 2015 saw an expansion of that carried over what Harry said and a little bit of what the other guys said. I mean, it, it's just what it is. And it, it, requires rethinking
0: yeah, absolutely and Our also
1: parts on the manufacturer's part
0: it also requires us looking different places right uh we're, we're starting a, a residential show uh here at Aviation, and, and and part of that is 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 exactly what Don said where a lot of the innovation is happening in the home and then coming over to the corporate side uh there's a lot of really cool things happening there's a lot of folks this year that are going to get a, a certain uh, gaming system that has skype built into it right? Um, an Xbox one, if you get the the connect with it, you can download Skype and, and you could Skype from your, your living room, you know, and do all stuff. So, uh, all right, Mr. Netto, uh, we're going to talk about winners and losers for AV. You can do either one. It's entirely up to you. You can do both. It's up to you guys. Um, so, but, but, but from your standpoint, who do you think the, uh, the big winners or losers are for, A, for, uh, for 2015?
4: For a big winner for 2015, and I, I I'm just going to go off my own personal experience here. I, I honestly believe that, um, what Josh was saying earlier about the community, in general, uh, I think that we've we've helped be a part of a movement that is now being recognized. Um, you know, we have very little to do with that movement. We're just we're just swimming in those waters with everybody else, but. Um, You know, as somebody who has been actively involved in social media now for about three and a half, four years, uh, I've seen a lot of growth, I've seen a lot of changes, and, you know, when the CEO of Infocom shows up at your little soiree at an Infocom event, you know, that makes you feel pretty good. Um, Can't say that it's, that we, I can't claim that we have arrived, but at least we are making some noise in the industry we are providing, we, maybe as aviation, we are providing a platform for the voices to be heard. Um, To an extent, yes, maybe we're filling in some spots that uh, people weren't getting from Infocom in that sense. Uh, You know, the sense of having your voice heard and, and being heard and interacting and networking. Because I'll be honest with you, it is kind of tough when you are... You know, when you're a technician and you're working for XYZ company, and yeah, you're the last one on the rung you know, to go to Infocom. How do you ever take advantage of that? You know, uh, I think that social media opens up an outlet for uh, people that would have never made it to an Infocom, to a Connections, or you know, even to a, a local um, place. I just think that it's uh, you know, it's helped the the, the industry. Find new voices, find new talent, and it is definitely putting a spotlight on, you know, the next, I guess, uh, group of, of, of people that are going to uh, lead this industry, uh, or maybe we haven't found them yet. But at least there is that outlet now, and you know, I think that the AV troops community has been a, a big shining star. I mean, maybe I should have spent this, this five minutes on my soapbox to, to to praise a manufacturer for putting out a product or something there's been a lot of great products and it would be unfair to say that this one did better than the other um so instead i'm just going to wrap them all together you know look at some of the companies that are doing very well on social media you know in my opinion companies like draper and invadio and middle atlantic do a great job of interacting with their customers so what does that how does that translate into av it is a customer service um it, it, it translates into customer service, it translates into HR, it shows their company culture. There are things that are happening now um, in social media that you can't put in print that other organizations, uh, publications, uh, associations couldn't translate, but they're doing a good job of doing that now. You know, you're seeing people stepping out like FSR and, and, and their outreach programs that they're doing with the local community. Now, these these are things that are interesting, and it shows a bigger picture of who is involved in this industry and their interests, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that we're going to do our part moving into 2016. We're going to expand that uh, from an AV Nation's standpoint, um, show a different side of of the people that are involved in this great industry and where we can take it. And I think that uh, it's only going to grow. All
0: right. Very good. Uh, and, and to, to specify what, what Chris was alluding to... Uh, Infocom uh, head Dave Labuskas came by our Infocom tweet up uh, which was incredibly humbling but very very cool um, and, and one of the things that we our takeaway from that very tweet up was we need a bigger boat so um, if you're watching this and you attend Infocom every year we will have a bigger room next year um, one of the people responsible for that tweet up is Miss Dawn Mead so we're going to give her a shot at the, uh, the biggest winners and losers for 2015
1: well I would say on a purely personal note, one of the biggest winners for 2015 is NetAV and myself because we were able to land an outstanding, I'm never going to hear the end of this, but we, we were able to land an outstanding engineer to come and join our firm this year. No, you didn't have it has to. It a lot of experience I... and uh, also provides me with a ride to and from work every day so I don't have to deal with traffic. Awesome, Miss
4: um, Daisy. Uh, Where is this going? Where's this going?
2: Oh no! Harry, you're a compliment, or is this the other guy? Yes, and Miss Daisy, I'm trying to drive you to work.
0: Okay. Okay. First of all,
1: twenty fifteen of the year, I finally convinced my boss to lure Harry away from another integrator. Harry and I started out working in the industry side by side at the same company. Now we're getting the band back together, and we are working together. So, I'm being humble grateful and thanking you Harry damn it for coming to work for us again and don't screw it up because then if you get fired I'll feel bad I got you the job
4: <laughs> uh there is there a coincidence that Christmas is three days away
0: no not at all
2: and that okay, shopping isn't finished
1: yeah. yet Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for that I'm grateful that that, that uh, we are able to work together again and I, I think it's been a good thing for both the company and for Harry and I um Industry-wide, I would say um, it, it's it's just been a really good year for the little booths, the, the, the little booths at Infocom, because they're finally getting a lot of the respect. They've always been some of the most innovative places to visit at Infocom. This is the year that several of them have put on their big boy pants and come up to the big leagues, either through purchase or through expansion. Um, this year i think is the first year that we actually had an innovation pavilion of just random cool new things at infocom and so you know for years and years and years tim you've quoted me on this i've said always go hit the little guys yep. in the back of the room this year they have an entire pavilion of little guys in the back of the room full of awesome things and so i think it's been a it's been a really good year for the little guy the innovator the 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 technology Genius that may have the great next idea or may go out of business in two years. But either way, it's been a good year for them
0: Yeah, and I would I would say that you were the one who, who turned me on to that years ago. Uh, it's where we, we found our buddies beam um, suitable solutions and um, suitable technologies um, and, and a bunch of other really cool, great things our, our buddy Patrick Murray uh, from over in, Gr- in Germany had one of those at the new uh, uh, Innovative Paz- innovations pavilion uh, this year. So yeah, absolutely. All right, Mr. Mead, Mr. Uh, carpooling Buddy uh, for Ms. Dawn, what's, uh, what's your biggest winners and losers for this year?
2: A um, couple different ones. Um, if I wanted to do like a, a generalized loser, um, just sort of basing off of some of the things that Dawn said, I'd almost go the professional AV industry. Wow. Because all we do is catch up now.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: We used to lead the way, now we're just sort of hanging on as with with our fingernails. Um, not to say that there's not a lot of great things happening, and not to say that we aren't growing despite ourselves, but we're doing a lot of catch-up to get there. And a lot of where the innovation is coming from, again, piggybacking off of Dawn, is the small booths. Okay, people like DisplayNote and things like that um where where you're getting some of the true collaboration things um if i wanted to go like individual winners and losers um again i'm sort of i'm gonna steal tim's thunder a little bit off of, off of a conversation we had last night um winner is network-based uh video products uh loser is dx link <laughs>
0: DX Link is is, yeah. is is AMX's video over over twisted pair solution. So,
2: so when 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 DX Link doesn't happen anymore and it's all SVSI, I think that'll actually be a good thing because it'll uh, it'll leapfrog uh, technology a little bit. Um, but you're seeing different video transmission uh, pr- things happening on network right now. I mean, we've got. Uh, um, like I said, the SVSI stuff, uh, the just add power has kind of been yep. floating along for a while, and they're don't argue semantics, but they say they're doing 4K. Um, yes,
0: Schwago sure. <laughs> you, can't, you, you can't see it, but Mr. Oh, is not is not happy with that. Bless you.
2: Um, yes, bless you. Um. But, uh, but their product is looking – with the upgrade to 4K, HDMI is looking very – HD is looking very good. Let's put, let's put it okay. that way. Okay. All right. Um, there, where there was a little bit of latency, if you, were, if you were next to it and you could see the source and you could see the destination, you could see some of the, the, the latency and maybe a little bit of artifacting, and a lot of that has gone away now. Um, now that they're up in the 4K realm with their spec and uh um and yeah i mean that that's basically the people that are going to be able to take your phone and put something up on on a screen and make it as easy to do as um as people are doing at home with their smart TVs then that that's who's going to be the the big winner by the time it's all
0: said and done and, and uh, to uh um to come off of what harry said there uh we, we were talking last night about the svsi acquisition from amx and, and talking about dx link and, and the fact that they've had some issues over the last few years um I, I mean the comment i wouldn't be surprised if if amx kind of let svsi be their video transport uh, again i don't know anything nobody's told me anything on the record or off the record i'm just kind of pontificating here you know looking at at the situation and saying you know i've seen other companies where they've had they've had a solution purchased a company and just that has become their solution for x y or z so all right mr schrego we're going to get you uh, your winners and losers and then a couple other folks have got some additions
3: well, apparently Mr. A.V. Grump has experienced some holiday spirit because he was much nicer than I'm going to be. Um, <laughs> I just figured I'd let you take the uh, – <laughs> Oh, it's going to be an uncorking. Okay. <laughs> oh, you know, it was funny. Tim Tim mentioned this last night, and I started racking my brain, and it was like, well, loser, 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 loser. Did anybody win this year? Yeah. Um, First and foremost, on my on my chart for losers is is the AMX and Harmon merger because I can't figure out for the life of me what the hell Harmon is doing at this point. Um, the innovation for a company that is known for leading the way is gone. I, I haven't seen them produce anything useful mm-hmm. other than acquisitions, and even then, as well, soon as they've bought it, where did it go? Um, the disorganization and and it's just been unreal to to watch as that's unfolded um tagging on to that extron if you don't show up to uh to infocom you will continue to be a loser in my book just specifically because i'm not seeing enough of the the involvement other than when extron decides to sort of stick its nose in and and go after an end user um I, i don't go after them all that much unless uh, I'm looking for little widgets at this point. And it's, it's not that they have bad product, it's just that it's not in front of me, I'm not seeing a whole lot of it, and I'm in California, they're a, you know, a one hour plane ride away, so I can only imagine how some of the folks that aren't close to their headquarters are doing. Um, so that's been kind of a, a, a negative thing for me there. Um, 4K and UHD, uh, an absolute loser this year, specifically due to a lack of enforcement in standards, um, a lack of understanding of what the hell the differentiation has been and the ongoing four-month argument that was is 3,000 plus pixels 4k um, which why were we having that argument to begin with uh, also you know but that also ties into the fact that there's a winner because with all of the confusion in that the marketing teams behind all of that won a lot because they got to sell themselves as something they weren't necessarily, necessarily, necessarily. um but going back to the loose part of it there is an entirely issue of limitations as to how we're going to expand this content there's hardware issues there is bandwidth uh,
0: issue let's start interest. there What's that? I said there's bandwidth issues. Let's start there.
3: Well, that's my point in transport. There's no way to get signal from point A to point B. Yes, sorry. H- and, and now we're getting not only into HDMI 2.0, but HDMI 2.0 2. A. So it's, you know, on top of which it's the network infrastructure that doesn't physically exist in order to do all this wonderful streaming that all these people say they're going to provide you. Sure, you can have streaming. I hope you enjoy waiting a week to watch that movie you were hoping to watch tonight. So, as you download the whole thing, um, the entire lack of involvement of any kind of industry leadership in fighting for us at this point. The only
0: people that fought for this... Define fighting for us.
3: Fighting for us in terms of policy issues.
0: There we go, okay.
3: There was no one on these fights except for sure, Electrosonic, Sennheiser, and... I can't remember the other manufacturer that was there in the FCC hearings in August to fight about the uh, wireless microphones and spectrum auction that's going to take place next year. Every other issue, our entire industry leadership was silent. That is an, that is a loss for everyone. If we don't have people fighting for what's important to us and the fact that we need to continue to be able to exist, what the he- we're not going to. We're going to continue to be forgotten. We're going to continue to be overregulated. We're going to continue to be left behind as – as Harry said, and we're going to be continuing to be fighting to be relevant. So, as a whole, our leadership was a complete failure and loss this year for the industry. Now, that being said, the industry leadership also did have a win this year in that they recognized that they were failing to involve their members, and they have been much more active at the end of this year and leading into their plans for next year, and this goes beyond Infocom. This is more than just Infocom. This is also NSCA. Um, That they are recognizing that there is expansion opportunities and that there is growth opportunities and involving more people, um, especially the youth of the industry, to try and get more people interested in it, to try and grow beyond that. Um, NSCA is launching their Ignite program. Mm -hmm. Uh, Infocom has their live, loud, and local program, as well as a similar program for – corporate environments or, or educational higher ed environments where you're going to be able to see these systems implemented and you can get the bigger picture and talk about why these things were done and these kinds of programs are phenomenal for people getting a greater understanding of that and it's great that our industry leadership recognized that so while they lost this year by not representing us they recognized that they were failing us and have decided to ch- turn, turn it around and actually do something to help us in the future so overall it's been a win and a loss year, but uh, I, I definitely say this wasn't necessarily one of our, our up and up years to, to see a lot of good things from the uh, from the focal points that I have been seeing.
0: I, I can I can see that. So, <laughs> I have to buy you a nice bottle of scotch and, and make you have a happier 2016 or something. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, Mr. I do Net- have my writer's tears still you, you, sitting you, at home? He has. A, say he
2: needs more writer's tears. Well, he has
0: a a, a bottle of, of of libations entitled "Writer's Tears," and those of you who are familiar with Mr. Shrego will get the irony in that. All right, um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Neto and Miss Me uh, have some additions here. So, Chris, go ahead and, and add your 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 winner. With One more. of the things that I
4: noticed. Uh, uh, and it's it's been quite apparent if you're, if you're on LinkedIn or if you're on uh, social media in general is the one thing that is healthy and doing well in our industry is that people are hiring because people are moving around our industry, okay? And for that being said, we go to Infocom and are introduced to QSC's newest venture to the UC space. Kudos to that. There is a company that is known as the Amp Company, who is now jumping into a new, uh, a, a new world of, 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 of business. They're getting into the UC space. And then, if you didn't want to believe that, there they went out and hired some industry, you know, stalwarts mm-hmm. to, to bring into their company that are recognizable. Um, uh, people in in, in both um, Joey D'Angelo and with Corey Schaefer. I mean, they both went to that company and are spearheading, you know, the new division of QSA. And because of that, I see other people hiring away people and bringing in other groups and other talented like that, talented people. It's it's good to be in an industry where we're seeing this movement and that there's that there is. Opportunity and chances, and, and uh, you know the fact that we're hiring because two years ago that wasn't happening. People were locked in and you know head down, just trying to get their work done and hope that you know they got through the year. Uh, there are some things that are that are that are trying to move. I think companies have gotten to the mm-hmm. point where they have to they have to make a change. You know it's evolve or dissolve. And, and I've wrote about it, I've talked about it. I haven't written about it but if you don't do this if you don't continually evolve your company and the industry we we're, we're just going to we're going to flatline and we're just going to end up being absorbed by another group that we don't want to be absorbed by and some people say maybe it's a great thing that IT you know that we become part of IT and it's the bigger picture i don't see that because i still can't see an IT guy coming in and giving me you know a light or you know taking an s p l of a room and yes, I rule really is But an IT guy's not going to do this. So it's a it's a crap, dude. I think that if you the next question that you're probably going to ask us is where are we going in 2016? Well, I think I got that list put together for you. So
2: I'll I'll hold off my next set. All right,
0: hold hold off on that one. Don has a uh, has a loser to give us, and and we'll go on from there.
2: Yeah. That's because she's freaking think... Pollyanna, and she only gives winners. Well,
0: she did. did ma- she did, did marry you, dork.
1: Yeah, he's my grumpy. <laughs> 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 But I, I, I did give two winners. I, I neglected to give a loser. And, y- you know, since Josh talked before me, he brought up a great point. This kind of wasn't a super exciting year. It was We went to Infocom, and it was like, oh, yeah, there's a few new things and some innovative little guys, but, eh, same thing, different day, you know.
3: Hey, I heard great <laughs> things about drones, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> They're the thing that's taken over the AV industry.
0: It's the next big thing. Next big thing. <laughs>
1: The the, the point is, in real AV terms, there wasn't a really lot of exciting technology, so I'm going to just go ahead and say, and this is a hint for Mr. AV Don there, Harry, since you haven't finished shopping yet, the biggest loser for 2015 is my living room that still does not have an OLED flat panel
0: on it. Harry, I've
1: been talking about it for five years. Well,
0: here's the (laughs) thing, Don, I I have the perfect, it's better than an OLED, maybe not. Um, I wrote a blog post about this this week. Um, if you go oh, check it out, it is a see-through transparent touch sensitive touch enabled LCD. So yeah,
2: that's not vaporware.
0: It's not vaporware. They're actually manufacturing it currently as we speak in Arizona.
2: And when <laughs> I win the damn lottery, it'll go on our wall.
0: All right.
1: I don't think I went transparent on our wall. You'll have to paint behind it then. Well, that's
0: true. I didn't think about that. All right, Mr. Neto, you mentioned the 2016. Um, I'll give you guys mine at the end of this, but uh, go ahead and, and hit us with what you think is going to happen in the next 12 months.
4: Three big things, I think, are for 2016. Personalization.
0: Okay, you're you're going to get a better network for 2016. Hang on, give give us, we'll we'll give you a second to recollect your your bits and pieces, and and Mr. Strago, we'll start with you.
3: Starting with me, oh God, um, well, <laughs> the Internet of Things will solidify itself. It will not secure itself, but it will solidify itself as to how it fits into the market. it is still It will still be a giant gaping hole into everyone's network, as BYOD is currently today, but we will see some more solidification as to how it plays in the grander scheme of the AV space. Um, we will have... Uh, the, the Spectrum auction is going to be a very, very big deal. I, I don't think people realize how big of a deal it's going to be, specifically because it's going to start to bring in... Um, more avenue for cell phone data. And the more avenue that's available in those ranges for cell phone data, the more places we're going to start to see LTE networks possibly being utilized um, locally for control. Uh, I really think that that is an opportunity that is that is waiting to happen. Um, and if you start to move into that, now you start, and given the fact that, again, the FCC brought mobile data and mobile browsing under the net neutrality guidelines. Like, there's some really interesting things that are going to happen as you tie all the things that the FCC is doing together. Uh, interactivity is going to become a requirement. It's not going to be an option anymore. It's it's going to be collaboration tech, and it's going to be everywhere. Uh, it, they're going to want to see it in the rooms, and it's going to be wired. It's going to be wireless. It's going to be based on what you have the capability of managing in that area. Um, and then you're going to see a lot new tech. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to the new tracking technology that we're going to see, specifically when it comes to the elections next year. Um, how are how are these networks going to utilize the the data capable tracking stuff uh, in order to find out how the elections are going, both for uh, the primaries and for the general election that's going to take place in the next year so i think that's going to be really really interesting things and then the last thing that i expect for 2016 is um i'm going to vanish in the middle of the night and no one's ever going to hear from me again somebody should ask chairman wheeler or other members of the fcc that that would be my other suspicion for
0: 2016 <laughs> all right nothing nothing big brother or big government about that at all uh all right mr Neto, what do you got
3: all right.
4: Is my audio better or my network better? Yes,
0: it is. Thank you.
4: Perfect. Three things I see. Personalization of services and products um, off the shelf. As great as that seems, and as awesome as some, uh, some some segments in the AV industry love selling you something out of the, you know, off, off the shelf in a box and you get it, you plop it down and it works. I think that that's great, but there is a service to personalizing these things. Um, whether it is, um, ma- it's going to be making it more your own. Uh, I don't think off the shelf is going to cut it anymore in the AV industry, um, and it's going to start in 2016. Uh, I think that will be well. Whether it's control, whether it's audio, whether it's you know uh, how the aesthetic of a design, uh, 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 the aesthetic of a monitor, whatever the case is, I think that break down to customer service. It's just a very general comment on the industry, but I think that personalization of what we do is important and has a lot to do with IOD. The other thing that I think is going to be big going into 2016 is biometric marketing and that ties back to um, the Microsoft Surface Hub which if it does eventually come out and they do at some point add connect technology to the camera Uh, You have a device that is no longer a prisoner to the conference room, but has a home in the retail space, and it will be capturing big data for retailers and the information that they want to see reacting to your body temperature as it rises as you see a red Corvette pass by, and then show you every red card that is in stock at that location, or every red sweater that is available for you at the Gap whatever the case is. I think biometric marketing and art piece of that is going to be very important. It's up to companies now to figure out how they change that. If not, you can always sell drones. The other thing that I foresee in 2016, uh, 2015 I thought that projection mapping was huge. It was monstrous. I'm a big fan of it. I think that is super artistic, super creative, super fun, and an interesting way to put out... um, uh, messages, uh, and to show events. I think that the next step of projection mapping will make it more practical. Uh, we're not at the point where projection mapping is going to be my holiday decorations. I can't wait till that happens. you know, just go outside and hit click. Projector turns on. Christmas scene, Halloween scene. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into Harry's level of detail with uh, X10 technology and lights switching on and off and stuff like that. We don't want to get that high tech, but mm-hmm. I think projection mapping 2.0, as I'm referring to, takes projection mapping to another level. Specifically, I think that projection mapping is now going to be possibly brought into the space inside um, lobbies and in conference lobbies in buildings, uh, restaurants that change scenes based on the time or decoration or theme that they're having that night. Um, lobbies that. Maybe now have shades that are projection that you can turn into projection uh, screens and change the complete outlook of that lobby to be an outdoor scene, even though you're inside. So I think the evolution of projection mapping is a big plus for AV, whether it is um, the live events or the installed AV options. Um, but I like those three going into 2016. Is you know where we're going.
0: Alrighty, that
4: works.
1: Chris. Remind me yeah. to send you a link after this meeting because I just read something yesterday of someone that did a projection mapped Christmas tree. They took their Christmas wow. tree and like plain white ornaments and things and projection mapped it so that they would turn it on and their tree does all kinds of, I'll, I'll send you the link afterwards, but and, and awesome they, close must, to the world.
4: they must have been the only people in the world to still find a white Christmas tree somewhere
0: out there. Oh, there's still some <laughs> leftover from the seventies for crying out loud. <laughs> All right, Harry, what's your uh, what's your predictions for next year? We're all going to die! No. Um, Besides that.
2: <laughs> um, I think that we are going to see the small companies take over more and more of where things are going. Um, and they will either get bought up by the behemoths or they will become bigger and start taking market share from the behemoths. Um, the collaboration people, especially, um, I think have a chance to really do a lot in this space and you're not seeing a lot of that from some of the big Trons. Um, the, uh, so that, that, I mean, I think that's going to be, and the, the, and the people that are going to succeed are going to be collaboration and people who are running running actual information over network. It's not enough to put a network port on something. You have to actually be transporting either, uh, either video, audio, what have you, AVB, time-sensitive net- networking, whatever you want to call it. Something like that needs to be running... Because that's where, that's where everything, basically everybody's expecting to stream stuff. And if, it, if AMX can pull off integrating SVSI, then they will succeed in doing what Crestron said they wanted to do. And that'll be interesting because Crestron has said that HDBase-T was a stepping stone, that it was going to be network-based. If AMX beats him to the punch, that'll be very interesting.
0: Yeah, it will. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Miss Dawn, you've got the last word on this. Your your predictions for twenty sixteen.
1: Well, yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not going to have any predictions as specific as the boys here, but I, I will say this: based on years past, I've been doing this year end show for probably as long as we've had an AV nation, and I've always we we always have these like feast or famine years. With our industry, where some years there is so much new and exciting technology or advancement or company that we all get wound up and passionate about and we freak out about, and it's it's like the next big thing, and it really is. And then other years, it's kind of like this year; it's very meh. You know, it's kind of a meh year. I mean, there some exciting things happened, but like we didn't come home from Infocom doing cartwheels about one specific thing, other than a ton of people showing up at our pod at our meetup. Yeah. You know. But um, it hasn't really been that exciting of a year industry wise. So, and this is kind of a duh prediction, but it's going to go either 2016 will continue the meh year and then 2017 will blow our minds or, and my fingers are crossed, somebody will come up with something amazing for 2016 that this time next year, we will still be in, in, in just, you know, raptures about talking about. And I hope that comes because it's getting a little dull. I'm still talking about my OLED from 10 years ago that I don't have, you know. I'm still talking about the same control or the same, you know. Yeah, we're still working on converging that IT, guys. We're yeah. still working on advancing the industry to more of an integrated, holistic thing, guys. It's like, let's just do it. Quit talking about it. Let's let's make this happen. Make, as Josh might have tweeted there on the side, you know, 2016. Let's make it amaze balls to the max. Like, let's, let's, let's make this the year that's really exciting. So manufacturers, integrators, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, please come up with something exciting, groundbreaking, or do what you're already doing and remix so that it's exciting and so that we come back from Vegas doing cartwheels and backflips. And if you've ever seen Harry attempt that, that's quite a feat. So I, I just I, – I want 2016. I hope – it's more of a wish than it is a prediction. I'm wishing that 2016 is, like – the year that we all get reinvigorated and excited again about what we're doing i love my job in my field but we just need that excitement back so
0: no i, I would agree with that yeah that, let, let let me get
2: excited about something other than infocom swag hunt
1: yeah granted right?
0: granted yes you know
1: swag's great,
0: but Michael explosion type excitement yes just star star, star wars that. excitement and that's all i'm going to say yeah. about that because i don't know who's seen what so
1: Star Wars excitement, Star yes.
0: Wars excitement, yes, absolutely. All right, but here's here's my Start predictions. Huh?
4: Start building the hype now for Infocom.
0: Um, here's my predictions, and and I've it's said factor. this for as long as we've done this show. I still think that Cisco is going to buy a control company. I think it is the oh, next yeah. logical step for them to yeah. do. Now. Yeah. You need a
4: new
2: notebook, dude. No, I'm just telling
0: left. you, it's going to happen.
2: Left. Just trust up, me. They, 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 so they're gonna buy exactly. AMX off of Harmon, and the AMX is gonna become the redheaded stepchild.
0: <laughs> How no. is it not
2: now?
4: And with people telling us about drones,
0: I don't know which company. I'm telling, telling you that Cisco is client. going to buy a control company and integrate it into their grander scheme of things. Anyhow, that's not the big one because that's Ten the
3: control. Uh, <laughs> I hear there's a Panja system lying around for
0: oh, somewhere. Oh, wow.
3: Cisco buys Zigbee.
0: That, see, that would make sense. So The other thing is, um, and I'm a little bit like Don. This is one of my hopes. It may not be this year. It may be 2017. But I'm looking at manufacturers to be a little bit more open, whether that means APIs, whether that means opening uh, the Kimono a bit, but making their, um, their boxes a little bit more available to network-based control. Uh, and that means even the control companies. Right. So the ability to have an overarching, you know, software or the ability to talk amongst themselves. I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it may not be this year. It may be next year, it may be 2018 for, for all I know. But as we move more and more into the network based infrastructure, those APIs are going to become more and more needed. Uh, or I think that those companies will maybe get left by the wayside in favor of ones that that do let you kind of cross communicate. So, but yes, Cisco's going to buy a control company.
1: I <laughs> say, and to back up Tim's little wish there, just ask the PC companies. Whatever happened to Packard Bell computers? Yeah, all of their proprietary, closed off bits and pieces that only fit their boxes.
4: On yeah. pilot, anybody? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: The, 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 the control companies and the and the, and the AV companies need to look at that. I know they're afraid people will steal their market share if it's all compatible. But, man, if it's all compatible, we'll put you in just as much as the other guy. Sometimes yep. more if your price is better. So,
2: when, yeah. when somebody comes up with, and I'm not giving away too many secrets because I think it's on the horizon and not too far on the horizon. When somebody comes up with a third party that talks to everybody, then that somebody is going to make bank
0: yep absolutely Then
4: they'll give it away for free and not make bank because the bank will be made by giving it away and trapping or, or collecting the data
0: no yeah, that's possible too so all right uh that is it for us for the year uh thank you guys so much for for hanging out with us today thank you for hanging out with us for the year uh for the last few years um thank you for coming to our parties and for Tweeting our stuff and for reading our blogs and and for hanging out, giving us your email so we can send you really cool stuff. Uh, if you're not on that, you can go by the website and, and sign up for our, our newsletter. And thank you, my my wonderful uh, brain trust, for for continuing to put up with my crap. So, uh, Mr. Neto, um, how can uh, people get a hold of you?
4: At Chris underscore Neto on Twitter. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can get to my company, AB Help Desk. They're the people that I work for. At uh, Um as 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 part of AV Nation, I, I guess I will start it off by thanking our underwriters, mm-hmm. uh, who have helped us uh, immensely this year, uh, and and believing in us. Uh, you know, there's there's only so much we can do, uh, and, and so much.
0: And he goes bye bye.
2: Okay. He forgot to put the quarter in the Jersey Internet again. He did. He did. All right. He ran out of acorns for that
3: squirrel.
0: Uh, Harry. <laughs> that's
1: why we need good underwriters. That is that's, exactly that's
0: why. It. So, so Chris can get a better network. Uh, Harry, how can people find you?
2: Uh, at AV Grump because it describes me well. It does. Um, On Twitter, uh, Harry Mead everywhere else, Um, net-av.com is where I work, and they're so happy to have me, according to the other person on this podcast, (laughs) and (laughs) um, and that's about it.
0: All right. Miss A.V. Dawn, how can people get a hold of you?
1: Well, as you said, you can find me on Twitter, at A.V. Dawn. I'm on all the usual suspects for social media, so... Instagram, Facebook, the Twitters. Uh, of course, I'm on uh, LinkedIn, Don Mead, not AV Don, on LinkedIn. Um, and of course, like Harry said, at net, A underscore, net underscore AV, if you're on Twitter, net hyphen AV.com, if you're looking on the interwebs for the company site. And of course, I'm part of the great AV nation here. So look for my blogs and and podcasts. On AV Nation, we have an upcoming AV social for December, and I believe we're shooting another one for uh, January coming up very soon. So keep mm-hmm. an eye out for those. And um, you know, if you see me to show or somewhere, just like, hey Don, what's up?
0: Very cool. All right, sir and Mr. Strago, how can people get a hold of you?
3: Uh, you can find me at jsrago on the Twitter. You can find me li- on LinkedIn. Um, you cannot find me on Facebook. Ha ha ha. <laughs> um, you can also find me writing heavily at soundreason.org at avnation.tv uh, and for the remainder of this year and the very beginning of the next you'll still be able to find me at ICS but as Tim alluded um, I am now his favorite consultant so I will uh, be departing my current company and, and joining a uh, consulting firm here in the Bay Area um, early next uh, in about mid-January so I'm, I'm very excited about my new venture and um, that's going to be a lot of fun coming on next year. Uh, in addition to that, uh, I'm happy to announce that uh, I will be teaching again at Infocom in 2016. So, if you were curious or haven't gotten enough of me talking about government regulations yet, come <laughs> and hear me lecture about it for two hours. So, two hours? I have a two-hour course on government Good regulation. Good night. Yeah, somebody might not have wanted to give me that much time because I will be having a good
0: I know time that person's there. phone number. I might just call her.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, the the course is getting refined in accordance with uh, trying to keep it as up-to-date as possible. So I, yeah. I will be refining that through the next few months. Uh, but I'm very, very excited to be to be teaching that and have drawn enough attention to the fact that uh, Infocom saw that, uh, the need to at least uh, see if anybody would show up to it. So come show up to it. Um, but I, I do want to thank our underwriters. I also really want to thank all of the contributors to the blog this year. Um, it's not just me writing. It's not just Tim writing. And it's not just our Friday Five. We have a lot of people that have been contributing this year, including some new writers. Uh, we just launched a new writer recently who is uh, uh, a wonderful, uh, aspiring a young AV professional out of uh, Texas, uh, Alicia. And then we also have a brand new writer that will be debuting on Tuesday next week. Um, so stay tuned, because especially if you have an interest in uh, high dynamic range displays. Uh, the piece is pretty interesting, and I think it's going to start a conversation. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And you know, we're always accepting and we're always looking for more submissions. So if you're looking to uh, add your voice to the industry and become a part of this community, please feel free to email me anytime uh, at josh at avnation.tv.
0: Yep. Josh is our editor, in case you couldn't tell that by that last piece, and does a darn fine job. He even edits my piece uh, when I, what is it, put poor grammar? You end or, another
3: <laughs> sentence and a preposition, and I'm coming for
0: you. That's what it was. That's what it was. Um, but seriously, let's talk about our, our narrators for like for a second here. Uh, we started that this week, this year, um, mainly because uh, we, we have a, a personal philosophy where uh, nothing against advertising. Uh, we have really great friends who have advertising on their publications, and we think that that's a great, great business model for them. Uh, but for us, uh, we've always been kind of been agnostic. Not always kind of. We've always been agnostic. Uh, we've been able to give you some, some unfettered, unfiltered uh, approaches to AV. Uh, the folks that all all contribute here are all working in the, in the industry. Um, and so that business model requires a different form of funding that's where underwriting came in uh it's it's a bbc nrk um pbs form of of funding um it's a little more difficult <laughs> to, to raise money that way uh but it's 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 also uh very rewarding and so we're very thankful uh for all of our underwriters we have a, a brand new one coming on here in probably about a week or so uh and we'll make great hay of that and, and add them to to our, our growing list of, of folks who help us do what we do so thank you all very much and and thank you for for helping us kind of walk through this and, and figure this out as, as you know as we're as we're developing it we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna we're gonna do some things right uh, and and thank you for sticking with us so and, and thank uh, my, my board uh, for the for this year and and that's these these four fine folks as well as as Bradford Ben and uh, George Tucker and, and Matt Scott and sort of kind of mm-hmm. Michael Drainer um, so <laughs> Uh, anyhow uh, that's all I got for this this week and this year thank you guys so much uh, go by the website if you would uh, avnation.tv avnation.tv you'll find this program and a lot of others thanks so much for watching thanks so much for listening this has been AV Week